Today's guest is Lisa Baglia. Lisa had a near-death experience after having a severe allergic reaction to a bee sting, and that led her to a path of metaphysics and the ability of seeing and hearing from other dimensions. Lisa, thank you very much for giving me some of your time today. I really appreciate it, and welcome. Oh, thank you. I am so grateful to be here, and you're doing a beautiful thing. This is my favorite topic in the whole wide world, and um, you're helping so many people. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. All right, Lisa, my audience loves to hear about near-death experiences, so can we start with yours? Yes. Um, I was about four years old. I remember it as plain as day, like it happened yesterday. Um, My mom and my cousin and I, she separated us because she was we were kind of fighting and she put us on a step and she was right in the middle. She decided to read a book of Peter Pan and I was to the left of her. And then my cousin was to the right of her. And um, all of a sudden this insect landed on my pinky finger and it had wings and I didn't know what it was, you know, cause I was really little. So, <laughs> so um, I remember rubbing my finger and it started swelling bigger and bigger. And I told my mom, you know, it uh, it really, really hurt really, really bad. And then started swelling and swelling. And she goes, okay, let's go in the house and I'll put some ointment on it. And it'll feel better. And so she put me on the counter. And all of a sudden, she's putting the ointment. And I just went out. And then I separated from my body. And I could see myself looking at my mom. And I was like, okay but I'm asleep. That doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> so then I saw her take my body and rush to the car with my dad. My dad was outside cause we lived in the wine country and we're way out in the middle of nowhere. And so they drove me frantically to the hospital and it was about 20 minutes away from town. And so um, it was a small hospital cause it was like in the town of Lodi. And um, so um I remember being outside of myself looking down on the car, like I was following the car, you know, like out of my body. I was like, I was in two places at once and I could see myself, but it was almost like I look at myself in the car and then I'd go out and I, and I was like, why am I flying? (laughs) You know, I didn't understand what was going on, but I felt the sense of being like carried like an orb in a way, but orb of light. And it was just like a pair of eyes, like the goggles, you know, and then I was going across and across and then all the telephone poles going through everything. So anyway, so I remember getting the hospital, like, and I was following my parents. I thought that was really curious. I saw my body and it was like, I felt um, like so much light like I felt the light. I, it almost, I was hearing like this, this noise, almost like a, you know, like a, I don't know. It was just a like a silence, but yet something like color. It felt like color to me or something. But anyway, so I, um, I remember them taking me into the hallway, but I was still observing from far away. And I saw these faceless beings like, they were looking at me in this hallway, but I could see all this light and they were calling my name, but I, I can remember stepping that I could step into the slide if I wanted to. And then one of them said, it's not time for you to step in the light yet, but if you choose to, you can. And I had that choice if I wanted to go or if I wanted to stay. 
And I kept looking at myself because I was on the hospital bed, like the gurney where they were working on me. And I remember saying to myself, okay, (laughs) I, I trusted these beings, but I didn't know exactly who they were, but I could hear their voices are very soft and soothing. But I remember the, (laughs) the light was like this big, enormous light outside of myself. So, and it looked so, uh, I felt so good, like so much love penetrating my face and, you know, like, but my, I should say my eyes because I was just consciousness, you know? (laughs) So anyway, um, I kept looking at my body and the doctors were um, talking about giving me a shot and they're trying to revive me. I saw nurses trying to revive me and, um, but there was, there weren't getting anything. So when they gave me the shot, I all of a sudden went, you know, right into my body. Like, and then I woke up and I was very like, whoa, what happened? And then, (laughs) but I could still see the light. Um, It was still present though in the room. And I still saw the faceless angels, even though I was in my body. And, um, but I was, I couldn't explain it. You know what I mean? But I felt the sense of peace still after but what happened to me after um, I had my my death experience, or I want to say death because I was like, oh, you know, I had that choice. <laughs> anyway, um, what happened was after that, things didn't look the same to me. Like um, I would see things in the sky, like other planets that were here in another, dim- I want to say like another dimension. Um, I was perceiving things differently. Like I was hearing other people's thoughts. I became very telepathic. I would feel what they're feeling like in, in any part of their body. I knew if they were going to die. I knew if they were, uh, who was assisting them to leave the planet, I could see them. <laughs> and then it was kind of scary to me. And I would say stuff out loud to my family and they'd say, you're making this up. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and I got a lot of that, like, um, you're just making this up, uh, shut up. They're going to think you're crazy, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. And so I was actually seeing people that were, would be standing in front of me and they would talk to me and I go, okay. (laughs) And then it would happen in school too. But what was really interesting was I could hear, I heard so many of everybody's thoughts in school that I, even though I got good grades, I had to keep to myself because I couldn't talk to anybody about that stuff because they wouldn't understand, you know, I was like, okay, I'm where, you know, why am I doing this? I didn't, um, it led me to a path of, uh, super psychic, (laughs) you know, where, um, I just, yeah, I just was very, very telepathic. I would walk by somebody in the store and hear their name and, what was wrong with them, if they were drunk, if they were smoking cigarettes, if they were taking certain medication that made them feel weird, I would feel weird too. I just became this, uh, it was just a sense of oneness after this um, near-death experience, even as young as I was. So I had to kind of put it dormant and then, you know, in the closet. (laughs) So when I got older, I was, uh, well, I was always in art. So um, that was my go-to. And so I started drawing people's angels and their guides and the colors and everything. 
but I wouldn't say what it was. I would just like do it because I could see her and I would just draw, draw this. My mom would wonder, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> So I wouldn't say and I would just keep it to myself. But then later on, uh, I was getting books in my teenage years about near-death experience and this and that because I figured there's something I was making this connection like even though I was told to put it away I was still seeing all this stuff and it was still so incredible to me and I just went on this journey and um, being so telepathic I started seeing this little boy running in front of me like back and forth he would run back and forth and I was like why is this little boy keep running in front of me So when I was in my early 20s, I had a son, and he was severely autistic. And so I, because of my abilities, I was able to communicate with him because I had to wake, wake up that part of me that was dormant so I could help him. And helped to understand him because I was the only one who could understand him, you know, telepathically this way and that way, you know. So that was a very great benefit on my behalf as being a mom to an autistic child. And now he's an adult. But but it's been a wonderful journey with that because um, I was able to help others, you know, be calm and um, understand that part. So I ended up being um, getting into the medium stuff. So I, I took classes to understand it better and all that stuff. So um, that led me to doing um, books based on helping other families with <laughs> this kind of stuff in positive way to empower other kids. So, um, so I still to this day, I still see the angels and the guides and I draw and I do visionary art and all that thing. And so um, when I was, uh, as I got older, my, uh, my daughter, I had a daughter who was very much like me. (laughs) And so we created a show and she was in the entertainment industry. And so uh, we created a show to interview rock stars. And so it started like with punk rock shows here in Southern California. And then it, and it grew to this thing. And so we ended up uh, interviewing bands like Metallica and, Megadeth and a Slayer, like heavy metal bands and going on tours with uh, Vans Warped Tour and everything like that. So, but I would have dreams and premonitions about all this stuff. So um, what was interesting was one night, well, we had to get a bodyguard because it was just uh, one of those things like we'd go out at night and we just wanted to be safe because there's a lot, you know, strange people <laughs> in Hollywood, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, one night we... Um, I was interviewing, my daughter couldn't do this interview, uh, and my dad had just passed away, and um, I ended up doing the interview with Rob Zombie's guitarist, his name was John Five, and he worked with Marilyn Manson, and he was a very talented guitarist, and I was feeling kind of weird, and I was feeling weird because I kept picking up on my dad's, um, him leaving. So it was, it was, um, affecting my body for some reason. So it, it was making me have like, um, affecting me in all kinds of ways. Uh, like, uh, it made me have like a female issue anyway. So what happened, I don't know why, but, uh, what happened was, um, that night I kept saying to, um, 
the bodyguard, I said, there's something wrong with me. I didn't know. So I, I drank a beer because that's not like me. So I drank a beer to calm down. I didn't know because we're, we're interviewing one of the guys from the Misfits after that. And <clears throat> I just got so weak, I could barely do that interview. But I, I made it through the John 5 video and um, uh, filming that. And, but I, I noticed that I was slower and I was like, what in the hell is wrong? With me? So, um, the next day, uh, I started seeing halos and white light around people. And I was like, Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> so, uh, what was happening was I, I had, um, I was, um, feeling really weird. Like I was leaving. And so I had to go to the hospital and I had to have six blood transfusions, my teeth and my eyes and everything was white. Like, uh, it was weird. And so, um, after that, but I, I left and I did the same thing again. Here I am, you know, I see the hospital that I could hear them and I left my body, but, and then there was uh, no blood pressure or anything. So I, I left and I was pronounced, um, you know, like very, very, but I left uh, very, very like dead for a minute, but then I came back, but it wasn't, it was a brief situation there. <laughs> so anyway, um, but the halo thing, I still see today, like that was a new thing. <laughs> so I was seeing colors and everything and auras and all that kind of thing before. But um, then now I see a lot of white light around people normally. So that's one thing that stayed with me. <laughs> but it seems that uh, my psychic abilities have even uh, become very much stronger even after this second one that happened. So um, anyway, that that was one of the things that uh, had happened. So it led me to um, getting more teachers and different things like I I actually have a teacher from India and, and um, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, um, and then I went to a third high school where I can see with my um, blind, you know, with a blind uh, cover and I could just see with my third eye. So, uh, and I could see in the back of my head too. So that's, <laughs> that was one of the things that happened with this uh, near death experience. Like the second one with the, with from help, with Rob Zombie. So, <laughs> you know, so that was a really interesting, it's been um, very, uh, very powerful and very, um, very, very unusual, <laughs> you know? So, and then I, I always ask for the best teachers to come and they do. So for me to understand and, but I do a lot of art with it. So that's how I get my outlet with the, the, all the, you know, crossing over and coming back kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it's been um, an interesting journey, that's for sure. Yeah. But I but I do want to say this a few times, um, like like for my grandmother right before she died, um, it, it just appeared to me. Um, I was driving and um, I was driving down the road and right before she died, I was taken out of my body, like into her hospital bed, but there was nothing wrong with her. She just went in there because she was feeling kind of like a stomachache and she was 93 though. So she um, laid there 
And um, she was like, fine. And they were just checking her, you know, they thought maybe, you know, maybe she just wanted attention or something. And so, but I was taken to the hospital room where she was for some whatever reason. And I saw a faceless angel next to her bed. And I was like, whoa, there's that angel. (laughs) So it was like um, in a pastel green color. And the angel said her name. And the minute uh, the angel said her name, I knew that she was leaving. I was like, whoa. And then I looked at my husband at the time and I said, oh my God, uh, Grandma Baglia is leaving. And she's going to she's gonna die like today or tomorrow. That's what I was told. He goes, nuh-uh. <laughs> and sure enough, the next day she left and there was nothing like, it was just her time to go, you know? So those kind of things occur to me, like, I'll be notified. I'll get the notification (laughs) from, you know, (laughs) send in. I could see when people are leaving and what's, you know, what's up, you know, (laughs) that's one thing I was really, I was, I was scared of it in the beginning. I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I, (laughs) but now I'm like, Whoa, okay, this is cool. (laughs) It took me an adjustment. Let's put it this way, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on. (laughs) You know, and then you have to protect yourself. And it's a lot of, uh, yeah, sometimes it's a lot of uh, interesting things that go on that you're going, okay. (laughs) I didn't know that was happening, but, you know. (laughs) But it's been a really rewarding experience, too, especially with my son, because I know exactly, like, communicate telepathically. And that makes it easier for me. (laughs) But then the third eye, the third eye thing recently was really good. So, uh, like where you connect, I didn't know that all existed inside here, <laughs> you know. But what, once you learn, and and there's another actual uh, another optic nerve in there that we can see, and if you open it up, you, there's another whole world that we don't know that exists, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a fun time. <laughs> When you were speaking about your second NDE down in Hollywood, and you uh-huh. mentioned something about your father was there, and wasn't really quite clear with that. Can you tell me about what, how that was related to your father? Okay, so my father, he, uh, we, I had uh, the near-death experience, and he died in the same exact spot that I had the near-death experience oh, when I was little. Oh, so that wow. was the connection. So that was uh, that I didn't make that connection till not too long ago. Like, whoa, my God, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that actually is like, whoa, you know, because <laughs> he had built a new house there. So um, I thought that was really trippy <laughs> and um, really quite interesting because it's almost like it opened a portal where you could go. <laughs> Maybe there was a portal there. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, uh, my dad does like a few days ago, he'll pop in every once in a while, you know, and then just say hi. And then one thing about him was, um, this is really interesting. A few years ago, um, I was turning the corner and my dad all of a sudden appeared on my windshield in my car. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm driving. What the hell? (laughs) He looked at me right in my eyes and he said, play lottery here. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm driving. I'm like, whoa, okay. So I did. And I won, um, like it was an 80 something thousand dollar jackpot, but it was like, I had to split it with some people, wow. but I thought, wow, that was cool. Cause there was like a, 
an estate thing that was uh, kind of unfair that was going on. So I thought that was really nice of him to, <laughs> to tell me, you know, okay, you know, just go here. And I, I do stuff like that too, where, where I'll pick up on numbers and, and I use my own numbers. So <laughs> what kind that of, stuff happens. <laughs> when he told you to play the lottery, was it like a lottery scratch off or what kind of ticket? No, was it was, um, um, he said, different games like Powerball or Super Lotto, or I just tried a couple, you know, and I did that one. It was a fantasy five. I won from, it was one of the five out of five. So, so I thought, go ahead. I was gonna say, did you choose your own number or you just let the computer pick numbers? No, I chose my own. I used my abilities. Oh, cool. That's one perk about, You know, and I, I do that a lot. So I was like, oh, it's fun. You know, that, that part's really fun. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. I would hit the lottery every three months and why work anymore? <laughs> yeah, I was I was there um, last week, but mm-hmm. because <laughs> I walked in there, but I filmed myself doing it. It's kind of a law of attraction thing, and I saw myself. And, but that was fun. So um, that's one thing that I'll pick up on stuff like that where you know, I was like, go here, go here, and talk mm-hmm. to this person. or And it guides me to do that. So, you know, and I use a lot of meditation. And so like, um, all these things anybody can do. That's why the, you know, you can access anything. That's what the angels and extraterrestrials say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can access anything. You have the ability to access anything. And love is the answer to that all, you know, Mm -hmm. you just got to love everything no matter what, you know. With all these abilities that you have now, like seeing halos around people or auras or colors uh-huh. does it just happen at random times or is it constant and then you have to and you just now you just see everybody like this or do you turn it on and off or how does it all work out i learned to turn it on and off um it uh it depends uh, i make a practice to feel good all the time and that's the best way to be all the time anyway, right? <laughs> so that's the important key. And then send love to everything. Like um, just see everything in a positive light, uh, no matter what it is. It could be the darkest crap in the whole universe, but you got to see the the beautiful outcome of everything, you know, because what if this leads to this or, you know, you know, like all this that's going on, you know, uh, just send love to it <laughs> and send love to the people. That's all you can do, you know, mm-hmm. so send, and, and I've been helping a lot of people. That's one thing I, I do is help people with the money I did when I did help people out. So, <laughs> you know, nice. yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you were saying that there are evil spirits or bad spirits out there too. Well, you have to be very careful uh, because like, uh, it's not a good idea to drink or um, or have uh, lower vibrational frequency thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not a good idea. You know, it's uh, it's better to stay, you know, call upon angels and, and guides that you know that, well, you get a feeling, you know, you get mm-hmm. a feeling like, or even when people walk in or if like, say you're in a room, you know, this like in school or whatever, somebody walks in and, and you go, oh, well, um, yeah, I don't know if I like that person or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or it could be anybody or, or, and then somebody else walks in and you go, oh, wow, you know, that person's awesome. You know, they have a really good energy and good feeling or, mm-hmm. or you just know, you know, that connection, you know, like 
with uh, friends that are going to be your friends and <laughs> you know who to, it's the vibe, you know, mm-hmm. you vibe with your tribe. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel consuming alcohol or drugs and all that stuff just lowers your energy and makes you more susceptible to evil spirits? I think that uh, as long as you have a good centered mind, I, I think it's okay to, drink but no not overindulge you know like well i was raised with the winery you know so to me we did that when we were teenagers of course (laughs) but you know um but i you know when you're doing this kind of stuff um i think it's really good to be grounded and centered and Mm -hmm. uh because i'm really open so for me that's just me you know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm because um I just feel like I need to protect myself from outside forces because I, I do pick up on too many thought forms that uh, people do carry. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> I, this may sound weird and I don't want it to sound negative, but it's almost like from your first NDE, it was like all of a sudden something happened like a glitch within the matrix here. And now you have these abilities and you can kind of see all this other stuff. Yeah, I think it opened uh, a some kind of portal in my brain or something because mm-hmm. that's all I can explain it. Uh, because uh, uh, nobody in my family, they kind of, you know, everybody has the uh, intuitive abilities because, you know, it's our natural instinct, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, when they're stronger, <laughs> you know, and, and people don't understand how much you're picked. Why do you know that? Why do you, you know, how do you know this? How do you know that? Um, but I think that, I think what happens is when you go back to step into the, have one foot in the door to the other side, it makes it really, um, I think you have that connection. You made the connection to, you know, cause they're really in the, with the Tibetan uh, monks, they say there's no, uh, there's really no death. It's we're just, you know, we go on, we just drop the body, you know? And um, so I think that's so interesting. That's one thing too, that I started doing a couple of years ago was lucid dreaming Mm. because we're born with the Delta state. We, we dream, we go to the Delta state and then we die and we're in that Delta state. And so I think that's really incredible because that was that's, I think that's what the state I was in and you're able to access anything <laughs> just like those beings say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I've been working with that a lot lately. So I wanted to mention that too. So that, that's a really good thing to get into. And it's so simple. You know, we go to sleep, everybody goes to sleep. <laughs> How have you been working with that lately in what way? Okay. So <clears throat> I, I connected with somebody from Hay House because I wrote for Hay House before. And um, it's he's a he lived with Tibetan monks for like eight years. His name is Charlie Morley. And um, he has a whole thing on Mind Valley where he teaches that. Um, and so I just listened to him a little bit and then I got the gist of it. But all you say is um, I have excellent dream recall um, and I remember my dreams and like the monks say to look at your hands uh, front and back or, or you can say that what I just said 21 times before you go to sleep. And then um, how I've been doing it is like, 
uh, I just ask a question, what do I need to know? And then I have a little book by my bed and then I write down, da, 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 da. or what do I need to know about this? That's all you have to do. It's so simple. And so you can access anything, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, basically that part is being studied through the dream thing because it's all connected with that too, what I do. And um, like I said before, the Tibetan monks, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, other uh, cultures to have the dream, use dream state for to access anything. So uh, like uh, indigenous cultures and stuff like that. So um, that's a real big part of what I do now. So, and I love it because it's a really fascinating way to know um, what you need to know. Like, what should I do here? Or, you know, it's, we're our own best teachers. And so I think we're, you know, uh, you know, with uh, what you know, with you, you know, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I just like, all you have to do is ask a question and you go, whoa, <laughs> like I was wondering, like, for example, I was wondering why this thing wasn't working. And, and then I saw in the lucid dream that there was all these old rickety boards nailed. And then when I went and smoothed them out in the dream, the thing worked and it came to me. So that's a sample of how you can, mm. <laughs> you can go and change it while you're, and I think that's incredible. So <laughs> that's why I started doing that. <laughs> well, it sounds amazing. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. So, um, but he also said like, if you do have nightmares, that's your way of, um, your brain adjusting to stuff, but then you could stop. If you're lucid, you can look at your hands and go, Hey, I have control of this and totally change it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're saying during your dream, if you make, try to force yourself to look at your hands front and back, uh huh, that's what you're uh-huh. doing. Then, then you know that you're awake, you're awake in your dream. Mm. That's the indicator. So oh. you can do other things to be, a lot of people use clocks on the mm-hmm. wall to, or, or whatever it is. And it's, it's a really fascinating thing because it's t- all tied in with the near death experience. To me, I feel the same <laughs> as if I did, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, that was one thing that was really important. I wanted to talk about because that'll help a lot of people realize that they have control. Like, uh, Charlie healed his eyes while he was lucid dreaming. Hmm. And then he found out the answer to why his eyes were, you know, and I think that's cool. So, (laughs) so you can actually go and do that and find out what you need for your body, like in a holistic way or anything. So basically you're saying whatever you want to learn, you just got to write it down right before you go to sleep. Like, what do I, what do I need to know about? Yeah. What do or you have about weight loss or stop smoking yeah. cigarettes or whatever? Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, you what said, do I say it twenty one times? No, you say the what uh, you what you say. I remember the dream. I have an excellent dream recall. I remember the dream. Okay, and you say that twenty one times, and then you have you can write down what you want to find out, or you can think of it in your mind. Just say it to yourself. Uh, when you're getting really relaxed and sleepy and then <laughs> you'll you'll find out the answer or, or remember as much as you can you know hmm. um, that that is a real good thing and I've been doing that that's a really fun um, thing to know what's going on and what to expect and it's like so I did that I did that actually when I went to the lottery <laughs> office last time last week 
So I was like, I will, I want, I'm experimenting. So it does work. <laughs> so did you win last week? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was not a big one. It was just to, I was doing the, um, it was just enough over where I had to go to the lottery office and get the, the ticket, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, but it was just an, a dream. Ex, uh, I've been there like three. Well, this will be my fourth time, so. <laughs> but I do win like a lot. So anyway, um, but that's a, that's a fun thing to do <laughs> so <will laughs> just you, for experiments. <laughs> will you see the numbers in your dreams or what? Uh, yes, I do. Actually I do. I will. Oh, that's amazing. It's fun. But this one dream though I had was really cool. And it has to do with KISS, too, because the lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. It had to do with, um, I'm experimenting with this still. And it's so fun. And everybody has to try this because it is it is like a near-death experience, too. But anyway, <laughs> so I had one dream. Um, it was a lucid dream where um, I had seen myself inside the lottery office where when I went like last week and it was like last Tuesday. So it's been like a week <laughs> anyway. So um, I had it two weeks prior and I wrote down um, that, you know, I wrote down everything that I saw. So I was wondering why everything was so blue in there because it was white before when I went in there, it was really strange. And I saw these uh, rectangular black things and I couldn't make out what they were in there, but I saw everything and I saw you know, inside how it looked. And then I saw Paul Stanley, like in a limo, just like on the side, like going, how did you do this? And I said, I trained my brain, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So it was, I made it fun for myself. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So then I looked at my hands in the dream and I was like, oh my God, I'm lucid dreaming. So, so then um, after that, I wrote down that dream and then I thought, whoa, I'm going to the lottery office. That's cool. So <laughs> So last week when I went and it was in the morning, I saw exactly that. I didn't understand why there was so much blue in there. And I was like, why is it blue in here? Well, because of the what's going on, uh, they had all these things that was uh, covering all the um, bulletproof glass for the, the, the people, the clerks, I guess. And they had... Um, it was all blue backgrounds of the coverings. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's weird. And then the, the black things were the things where you stand in line, like uh, rectangular, just how I saw in the dream. I thought that was so weird. And then I was filling out the form, and then I had a, it was like a self serve kind of thing. So I had a service. So I'm waiting for the check. Now. So, <laughs> so I mean, so you could do stuff like that to experiment, you know, mm -hmm. just like, hey, you know. So, and, uh, that's a fun thing so to see how <laughs> how good you could get at that you know <laughs> so do you see the numbers in the dream and uh, uh you know like we have like there's i guess maybe there's different lotteries i usually don't play but you know sometimes yeah, there's, there's like you know you, there's like 10 numbers or something you know like there's one through a right. 500 and you choose 41 73 22 do you know yeah, yeah, do you yeah. see all those numbers in your dream and then you, will you wake up and write down the numbers or yeah write, I write it down as fast as you can because when like even when i get messages it's really fast so i train myself i could train my brain <laughs> mm -hmm. to do really uh the first impression like when you use your gut feeling your first impression is the right one. We always second our second guess ourselves, mm -hmm. self, you know. And so um, I've done that for years where uh, I would second guess myself, even mm -hmm. though I'd see all this stuff. 
sometimes I would be like, uh, oh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and then I, I said, no, no, I can't do that. I have to listen to my first instinct. Like this first one feels good. You know, you just go by how you feel. You really have to go by how you, how good you feel. You know, <laughs> how many times would you say you've won the lottery? Um, well, I went to the lottery office. This will be the fourth time. But um, since I went to the third high school, um, it was well. Every it's usually every day a little bit, and then it's more like bigger ones. Like then I can cash them. You know, it's different. But I use numbers. So. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize. I, like I said, I'm kind of not with it with the lottery. I guess there's different ones every. There's yeah, one, there's one every day that you can play. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, if I win little increments, I'll just trade them. You know, and then I'll just and then I'll just build it up. But um, but I'm usually right, so mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Well, you got to win. Or I let the universe do it too. (laughs) I want to see, I can't wait for you to win the big one when it's like 400 million or 500 million or something. That would be amazing. Yeah, I've had where I've seen um, blank checks in the, like a mirror looking Mm -hmm. in the lucid dream. Mm -hmm. And then now I feel, I'm filling in the checks. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) I'll keep you posted. Mm -hmm. So, but you can. But yeah, that that's a fun part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just, uh, but like I said, I I use I uh, give, you know, a lot of people need help and stuff. So that's I kind. use it for good stuff. That's yeah. very kind of you. So I want to be clear on what your definition of a lucid dream is. Like I don't have them very often anymore, but sometimes I would have dreams that seemed to be more real, you know, just as real as life or, you know, Mm -hmm. I would experience really weird stuff in dreams that, but it was very real. You know what I mean? It was different than a regular dream. If that makes any Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, Is that what you would say a lucid dream is, or can you give me what your definition is? Okay. So the lucid dream is um, you acknowledge that you're awake in the dream. Okay. Um, So you also have the dreams that, um, the ones that you're describing, um, they can be so real that they're actually uh, can be associated with that, but they can also like warn you or be a premonition and things like that. So they can be, um, you know, like I say, like psychic dreams. Or you see, like people have dreams where they see their um, uh, dead ancestors or anybody coming in that they need to, you know, that comforts them or anything like that. I had. Uh, before Christmas, uh, this was an interesting one. I wasn't quite asleep but awake. Uh, but my aunt and uncle, right before uh, Christmas, they were murdered. And this is really hard. It was really, really hard for me to talk about it for a while, you know, and then the whole family, because you don't think things like this happen. It happened in the wine country in Northern California. Anyway, that night, um, my aunt, she was sitting next to me in the bed and they were brutally murdered. So it was like, Whoa, okay. She's here. She didn't know she was, um, this is a different kind of example of a dream. Well, it wasn't a dream, but she thought she was dreaming. Now she crossed over and she thought she was dreaming when she was with me. She goes, why am I here with you? Hmm. Am I dreaming? She thought she was in that state when she crossed over. And I was like, Whoa, she doesn't know that she's, gone yet and it was like she was confused and then I saw my uncle and he didn't say a word he was just observing but he was deceased too they died 
together, you know, um, somebody broke in the house and it was a whole thing. And, and I was like, wow, okay. She, she told me who the killer was and everything. Wow. And so the next day he was arrested because I had uh, told my cousins, it was that guy, it was somebody that they had known. And um, yeah, that was, they got him right away because he took a bracelet that um, had a, the DNA on it. And that's what got him. But uh, yeah, so, and stuff like that can be very useful. But that was like, on the, from the other side, I thought that was interesting, even though it was a, so hard for all of us, our family members, that that had happened. And, you know, it was very shocking. But, um, yeah, she that was the first thing she said to me. It's like, because I could hear her. And I, I was like, she goes, why am I here with you? You know, and she goes, am I dreaming? Why am I here with you? That, that was the first thing she said. So, hmm. and I was like, wow. So that state, you know, that's... I was very familiar with when she said that because that's how you feel. So uh, we, we can come and go kind of thing. But yeah, that was one thing that, that did occur. That was three months ago. So, Hmm. you know, so that was very, very new. And we still, all of us family members still have uh, dreams about, about them coming in and out. So, you know, that's going to be, that's been a real, uh, uh, like it's, uh, it's been a challenge, but, but we have, like, as I'm really grateful I have a spiritual foundation or else I, I don't know what I would do, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It had been really hard to take with that one. But, yeah, it's still hard to take. But, you know, uh, it's easier that I can communicate, though, you know. Mm-hmm. And anybody has that ability, really, you know. <laughs> um, besides the psychic abilities that you've gained from your NDE, do you think like you have been spiritually transformed? Is there something about you spiritually that's changed? Yes. That's, that's my, uh, I base my focus on being um, spiritually based. I always uh, think of things throughout the day constantly to keep remain positive and happy and uplifted. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's my main focus throughout the day. I, I do, I constantly read and draw and then, you know, you know, hang out with my son and stuff like that. So do you have to force yourself to stay positive and, and uplifted or? Oh, no, no, no. It's just a, a, a way of life mm. for me, you know, and then I'm, I can, I draw and make myself, um, uh, you know, draw like a little kid. So I remain like a little kid state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do uh, this practice called atomic dreaming, mm-hmm. and so that is um, based on uh, something from India where you bathe yourself in light. It's a good practice to do. Every part of you bathe yourself in light. Your eyes, every, organs, everything, and then the next thing you do is you have these uh, atomic goodies. That's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you want to see in your life, you could become like a child if you want to and see uh, what you want to manifest or create. Um, whatever it is, it can be anything. Um, uh, it could be simple. It could be big. It could be lavish, whatever. And then you can also go uh, after that. Um, you go to heaven where it's just five minutes of silence. And however you perceive that, you know, heaven or uh, or in that state. Well, um, so what happens to me is I usually see like 
different beings that come and um, they'll show me things. Like the other day we did one and I, <laughs> I had this um, um, vision of being in a milky, uh, like an ocean. And then it was Ganesh, like the elva- elephant. And then I saw cranes and I saw Lakshmi, like the goddess Lakshmi. And what was so weird and <laughs> so funny was that my friend had spilled a whole gallon of pa- milky white paint in the kitchen right after that happened. Oh. <laughs> and I started laughing my butt off because I thought that was so funny. And then, and then I saw a crane in the yard, like a white crane. So I was like, whoa, okay, that appeared physically. <laughs> yeah. So I, that made me laugh because it was kind of, it's like, well, that was a lot of paint to clean up. <laughs> But I mean, that was funny, you know, I was like, that was just showing me that it can be physical. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> you say you like to express yourself through art, or maybe you kind of channel some of your energy into art. Can you tell me about your art? Like, what do you like to do? Paint, draw? Or- I do yeah. books uh, for kids and mm-hmm. they're, I have, is it okay to show them? Yeah, they're, okay. They're, okay. They're, they're your books, right? Okay, okay. Because <laughs> so um, I have a series called Supersonic Star Power Universe. And this mm-hmm. one is I Love to Feel Good. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I have this one, Dream Bigger Than Ever. And it has af- powerful affirmations for kids. And this was all stuff that I channeled. Mm-hmm. And then... This one is called, um, well, this is the first one, Supersonic Star Power Universe with the mm. little aliens. And, <laughs> and this is for superhumans who dare to be different. So that was really fun to do. And then this one, I love animals. So Tarantula's Cosmic Wishes. So that this one is, um, I'm doing kind of a comic book thing. And then I have uh, my Alien Academy. Hmm. This one, I got a letter from Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. Oh, really? Uh, in I mean, 2006. Yeah. yeah. Maria Shriver. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool because uh, her her mom had this, uh, started the Special Olympics. Um, and so, because her, her sister was Down syndrome. So, hmm. and then my son did the Special Olympics. So, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. But this this book started... This was interesting. Um, I had, um, it's called Angel Academy. It has affirmations and things like that. What happened was um, I I went to a program down here with James Van Prague. I don't know if you know the medium. Anyway, um, so there's a lady sitting next to me and we're in a circle in meditation and um, we're just talking. We're from the same area. And I was like, oh, that's weird because I lived in Northern California at the time. So what happened was um, I had uh, she, I had before the meeting started, I saw this young boy, uh, but I didn't know if he was a preteen or if he was a teenager, but um, he showed me that he was hurt really bad in his chest. And it looked like something really bad happened to him. Anyway, so um, I didn't know what that was. So I just said, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to see. So the next day at lunch, because it was a two-day thing, um, I talked to her because we were kind of like busy doing meditation. So I talked to her and um, I said, so what are you here for? Because I was just there to to just be with other people who are like-minded. 
And she said, I'm here for my son. I said, oh, my God. I gasped because I said, is your son, did something really bad happen to him? Like he was shot in the chest. And then um, I started seeing all these news programs as she was talking. And I said, was he on the news and everything? She goes, yes, yes, yes. And then she started crying because I was tuning into him, the son. So then I said, I really need to do, I don't know, I started seeing a book. So I did this book in one night, but then the illustrations took me. I stayed up all night doing it, just like flowed through me. So this is this book is dedicated to that young boy. He lost his life through vi- uh, school violence. Wow. So um, that's the reason why I um, started these books too, was to get kids to think in really good ways. So that doesn't have to happen, you know. It can be prevented, you know. Mm-hmm. So that... Uh, that that was why I wrote the book. So, in the beginning, was for for the child not to have to, you know, and any child not to have to endure that ever again. You know, <laughs> you that's know, great. So. so, besides doing the books, do you have any other projects that you're working on that you want us to know about? Um, I am. Let's see. Well, I'm doing more of my. Um, spirit guide stuff <laughs> this mm-hmm. one appeared to me it's cool i like that it, it was a um i'm doing um this was a a lady that i was doing meditation that she appeared and she had orbs coming out of her eyes so i'm doing one right now called uh the unicorn empress and the hippocornicus it's like a it's going to be a positive theme too but i'm i'm still getting that in the <laughs> And they're kind of like a, almost like a comic book. Hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Do you have a website so people can check out your art and stuff? Yeah, um, lisabaglia.com. Do you do paintings and stuff too, or is it more like art artistry for well, books? Well, I I do mostly for books, but um, I'll do readings for people if they want a spirit guide reading. Like um, say if you wanted a spirit a guide or angel, um, I would just have to look at you and just do it like sketch. And, and I would give you messages of what they say. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if anybody wanted to do that, so I was thinking of teaching that because I wanted to get people to be able to get in tune with their own inner voice. And that's a good way to see however it comes like in light form or colors or shapes or beings or, you know, cause they can come in little balls of light or mm-hmm. however or words or mm-hmm. you know that can be your you know your animals and stuff like that so <laughs> when you say spirit guide is kind of that the same thing as guardian angel um yeah there's there's like appointed ones and um i think so because i've had many uh things like that happen where i've had to be kind of rescued where I'd be in the middle of traffic and somebody almost hits me and I hear a voice go, Hey, watch out, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I, or, you know, don't go there. Or, you, know. <laughs> you know, that's, you just got to listen. <laughs> From so many podcasts that I've done, it seems like everybody has a guardian angel mm-hmm. or maybe they have their soul group watching around them or maybe a couple angels Mm-hmm. Do you think that like everybody has one or they have multiple or different guides I, at different I times? I think they have, yeah, I think they have 
different guides for different things. Mm. Um, but then I think there's one main one that I know that stays with me mm-hmm. or stayed with me forever because there's no time and space really. So um, I've had, I always hear one, especially when I'm like exercising on the trail back here, you know, or uh, I'll hear somebody talk to me and I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, wow. just uh, in the same spot. So I think it's like a nature thing, you know, too. So that's, uh, but I think that um, there is uh, the angels that stay with you that, you know, watch over you and, you know, help you out. And all you have to do is ask, (laughs) you know, whatever Mm. you need to know. So if somebody was asking, like you said, what is the best way for them to hear a response or to notice some type of response? Um. If you see or hear repetitive things that, okay, so say in your mind you're going, oh, I think I need to to change my diet or I think that's not good for me or something, that's your angels helping you along like that. Or it can be like, um, you know, that you can do meditation and bring in a lot of light and you can be open to whatever you know just or you can do automatic writing where you just write out stuff but meditation is what opens the door to all the the Mm -hmm. strength of the whatever you need to know on the um whatever you're working on you know (laughs) everybody's different you know Mm -hmm. everybody has different ways of uh, manifesting or whatever they want to do what type of meditation do you recommend I think bathing in light is good. I did one the other day that was really cool with um, you see yourself as an antenna, like a gold light antenna up to the cosmos. And then you're with your loved ones in a circle. That was really nice. It felt really good. Um, just uh, you could just sit still for three minutes and, or just or just sit there and then just surrender, you know, um, there's so many different things to do, but I also do EFT and uh, Qigong and uh, a lot of holistic things like that. And Kundalini yoga. Mm-hmm. There's so many benefits from all those things that, <laughs> that help you. And then I became a Reiki master. So mm-hmm. um, those kind of things help assist that too. opening um, to become more intuitive. <laughs> all right. Well, before we wrap it up here, is there one last message that you can share with us? Oh, just have fun. Make uh, fun your new effort. <laughs> you know, make uh, that. Just have fun and feel good and love everybody wherever you go. That's great. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you. And thank you. I wish you the best. Oh, same here. It was fun. I enjoyed it very much. (laughs) And maybe we can get you back and we can talk about your alien stories as well. Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, Lisa. Have a great evening. Thanks a million. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.